The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. And greetings, friends. Welcome to Tomorrow's World program where you will gain prophetic insights and information available nowhere else. My friends, is God unfair? Think. I am challenging orthodoxy by asking this vital question. Is God unfair? Either the God of the Bible is unfair or the professing Christian leaders completely misunderstand the Bible. For most of these ministers and priests assume that people have to believe in some form of professing Christianity now in order to be saved. Yet picture the teeming billions of people, billions with a B, in China, India, Indonesia, and elsewhere who have never believed in Jesus Christ as Lord or Savior. Think of the other untold billions in Africa, the Middle East, and all over the world who do not now or have ever believed in any form of Christianity. Friends, think about these billions of our fellow human beings. Are they not made in the image of God? Will they never have any part in eternal life? What is the answer? Stay tuned. My friends, I am presenting a real challenge to traditional Christianity, for most professing Christians assume that God is trying to save all human beings right now in this age. But let's not assume. Many wrong ideas are based upon a careless assumption. We must not assume. We must prove what God says in the Bible. Get your Bibles. Check up on me. Let's understand what God actually says in the Bible. These people assume that people must believe in Christ right now in this age in order to be saved. Yet the vast majority of all human beings who have ever lived have never believed in any form of Christianity. Most of you know that. Millions of them have never even heard the name of Jesus Christ. They have never had a genuine opportunity to hear or to understand the true gospel and to be saved. So are these innocent human beings doomed forever? Is God that unfair? And what about the countless millions of little babies and children who have died in the United States, Canada, Europe through sickness, wars, and national disasters? Does God's plan leave them out? What does your Bible actually say? What is the real answer to this dilemma? Get your Bible. Check up on me. Find what God says. It'll open your eyes. This is exciting. A real answer to one of the dilemmas that has puzzled theologians for centuries most people don't understand. You can understand. Notice what Jesus Christ told his disciples. Turn to Mark. Mark in your New Testament, chapter 4 and beginning verse 11. Mark 4, beginning verse 11. He had just given them a parable. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all these things are done in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. He said they may not understand. Well, I was told by my Sunday school teacher, Oh, Jesus spoke 
spoke in parables because these sweet people back there were all farmers and shepherds. So he had to use agricultural symbols so they could understand. No, he didn't. He spoke in parables so they could not understand. And he says that here in Mark and Matthew and elsewhere. The Bible is very clear about that. Jesus was not trying to save everyone back then, nor was Paul or Peter or anyone else. Your Bible makes that clear if you follow it all the way through. So they were given these parables so they could not understand, lest they should turn and their sins should be forgiven. God was not trying to save them now at this time. Get that. Turn to 2 Corinthians now. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and let's begin here in verse 3. Paul wrote, but if our gospel is veiled, so you put a veil over something so people can't see it. It is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age, that is Satan the devil, the God of this particular age, has blinded. People are blinded today. He has blinded those who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. The vast majority of people are blinded to the truth at this time. And God Almighty, the Creator, has allowed this to happen. Notice what God also says in your Bible. Acts chapter 4 and verse 10. He said, let it be known to you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you have crucified, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other. Notice now, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved No other name. You can't come to God. You can't be saved. You can't have eternal life any other way. I know there are all kinds of religions. There's only one true religion. The religion of God, the creator God, not these idol gods and people have come up and called themselves something. Only the God of the Bible. Now notice what the apostle Paul says about the vast majority of people in the Roman Empire of his day. And that was, of course, most human beings. And the civilized part was right in and around the Roman Empire. Here's what Paul was inspired by God to write back in Ephesians chapter 2. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. In your Bible, here's what the Bible says. Therefore, remember that you, once Gentiles, most of them were Italians or we'd say today Germans or Hungarians or uh, North Africans or whatever in the Roman Empire... You who were once Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision, you see, are the Jews in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ. They didn't know Christ at all. God didn't call them. He didn't give them an opportunity. You were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Wow. These millions and countless millions back then without hope and no God. They didn't know God. They had no hope. They were not called at this time during this age. Is God unfair? Did he just cut them off because they never knew about it? Of course not. God is not unfair. But he would be unfair if we assume that God is trying to get everyone saved right now today. But that is not true, my friends. Yet many hard-shell, old-fashioned preachers and people, they think, oh, God's got to save everyone now. And if you say he's not trying to save them now, we're mad because we want them all to burn in hell. Don't feel that way. 
God is a merciful God. And God has a plan that very few people on this understand. And we in this work do understand. Open your minds. Open your hearts. See what the Bible says. Notice John chapter 6 and beginning in verse 44. Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. There's going to be a last day, a great white throne judgment the Bible talks about. And judgment does not always mean condemnation. It sometimes means a time of trial or test. Yes, I will raise him up at the last day. But no man can come unless God calls them. Does God call everybody today? No, we've already seen from these other scriptures he does not. Notice back in verse 65, John 6, verse 65, Jesus said again, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. Understand, my friends, the truth is that God is not trying to save everyone at this time. People are pictured, often preachers picture God like an old hound dog sadly going around trying to sniff out people and get them out of the bushes and bring them in and save them. Poor God, he can't seem to chase them all down. (laughs) That's not the God of the Bible. Your Bible makes this clear as we shall see even more as we go ahead. But first, my friends, I want to offer you right now one of the most exciting, eye-opening booklets we have ever published. And I mean that. This topic is just not understood by the world at all. This booklet is entitled, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? It will be sent to you absolutely free upon your request. Is this the only day of salvation? We'll more fully explain this subject than I can begin to do on this program. It is literally filled with biblical proof of what God's Word says on this vital topic. So call us or write us today and ask for your free copy of this fascinating booklet, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? Just write for the booklet on Day of Salvation. Day of Salvation. Call now. You can also order this booklet at our website, tomorrowsworld.org. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Now back to our topic. Is God unfair? Again, my friends, notice John 6, verse 44 in your Bible. Check me up in your Bible. See what God says on this tremendous topic. John 6, verse 44, he says here, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. No one can come to God unless God is calling them, and God is not trying to save everyone now, as these other scriptures make plain. Think. 
One of God's names in the Bible is El Shaddai. You know, there's a song about that, El Shaddai. It means God Almighty. Is God really Almighty or not? If God were trying to save everyone, you know they would be saved. (laughs) Don't you know that? But he is not trying to save most of the world. So the vast majority of human beings have never been saved in the Christian sense at all and are not now being saved today when you think of the hundreds of millions in China and India and the rest of the world who believe in nothing or in other forms of religion or communism or whatever. Notice what the Apostle Paul reveals about the people of Israel, God's very chosen people, the people who persecuted the early Christians and caused Paul himself to be imprisoned. But what does God say about his people Israel? Turn now, if you would, to Romans chapter 11, verse 1. I say then, has God cast away his people? Because most of the Jews were not being converted at that time. Certainly not. Certainly not, even though most of them didn't believe. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. And then Paul goes on to explain how God is saving a small remnant at this time. But notice in verse 7, only a remnant, but he says in verse 7, What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks. Yes, the Jews wanted to be saved, but they were not being saved because God was not calling them at this time. But the elect... Those whom God called, a few, have obtained it, and the rest were hardened. Yes, the rest were hardened, my friends, and that is an important thing. And the King James Version says the rest were blinded. The New King James I use says hardened, but the King James says blinded. Why does God blind people so they cannot understand? It's not their fault. They are blinded. And why are so few called at this time? That's the thing very few people even begin to understand. And we do understand this. And this booklet, Is This the Only Day of Salvation, makes this clear. And many of our other booklets explain these things very, very thoroughly that we have available free of charge to you. Notice Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8. He says, Beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years. Now, he's been talking about the day of the Lord when God's going to destroy the earth. So he shows that dealing with these great prophetic events, one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Mankind has 6,000 years to go his own way, to learn his lessons through human suffering. And then there will be a thousand years when Christ rules on this earth, which the Bible speaks of again and again, the thousand-year reign of Christ. After that, as we see, there's going to be a great white throne judgment when all those human beings who've ever lived will be given a real chance. The first chance, not a second chance, And this this judgment, everyone will be given a genuine opportunity to learn God's ways, to understand his supreme purpose. Even the blinded sinners of ancient Sodom and Gomorrah will be given their first real opportunity. Oh, it makes people mad to think that others may give it an opportunity. Why would they get mad at God's plan? Why would they get mad at a merciful God? It's hard to understand, but that's the way some people are. So turn back to Matthew now, if you would, with me. Matthew chapter 11. And let's see how God even had mercy on these perverts back in ancient Sodom and Gomorrah and how he's going to have mercy on them because they were blinded too. They don't understand. They never did understand. Matthew chapter 11 now and beginning in verse 20. He said, He began to upbraid the cities where many of his miracles had been done because they did not repent. 
Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For it's the mighty works which were done in you have been done in Tyre and Sidon, these ancient pagan cities. They would have repented. Yes, Tyre and Sidon were blinded too. They didn't understand. Long ago on sackcloth and ashes, they would have repented. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable, get this, my friends, more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. You, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades or the grave. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, the ancient Sodomites who were so perverted, it would have remained until this day. Yet God completely crushed those people, destroyed them to show his abhorrence of their way of life. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable in the land of Sodom when, not now, in the day of judgment than for you. There's coming a time, a day of judgment, and they're not going to be brought into eternal life the way they were. They're going to have to be resurrected for perhaps a hundred years, given an opportunity to learn the truth and see if they will repent once they understand So God is fair to everyone when you understand the plan of God as this booklet really explains. So let me explain more about this day of judgment as we go along. But first, I invite you again to call us or write us and get your free copy of this very powerful, very meaningful booklet that millions misunderstand. Is this the only day of salvation? They don't get it. Millions misunderstand this topic. This booklet will more fully explain this subject than I can begin to do on this brief program. It is literally filled with literal biblical proof of what God's Word says on this vital topic. So call us or write us today and ask for your free copy of this fascinating booklet. It is called, Is This the Only Day of Salvation? Just write for the booklet, Day of Salvation. That's all you need. Call now. You can also order this booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. Finally, my friends, notice when this great day of judgment comes, when all humanity will be called to understand. Turn with me and your Bible to one of the most meaningful scriptures anywhere. Turn to Revelation chapter 20. You'll notice back in Revelation 19 that Jesus Christ is coming, verse 16, as King of kings and Lord of lords. And then in verse 20, the beast and the false prophet that are coming over in a way, are going to be put in the lake of fire. 
and destroyed. And then, after they're put down and Christ is reigning in chapter 20 and verse 1, then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold on the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. Satan is called a dragon. And bound him a thousand years. Satan is bound for one thousand years. He's the one that's been causing all this blindness. He's the one who's been causing the troubles in the world. And God has allowed it, of course, to let man go his own way under the devil's influence and learn lessons through suffering. Even Jesus learned through the things he suffered, it says in Hebrews chapter 5. But he's binding Satan now for a thousand years. And then it shows how some are going to be resurrected, who were beheaded for trusting in Christ. And then he says, and they lived and reigned with Christ, verse 4, for a thousand years. This thousand-year period is spoken of over and over. It's called the millennium. The word millennium literally means a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. Oh, the rest of the dead will live again. What's he talking about? Then he goes on and shows here in verses 7 to 10 how the devil is loosed after the thousand-year period for a brief time, and literally millions of people follow him. He immediately is able to stir them up again after a thousand years of Christ's reign. Wow, that shows the power that Satan has. Immediately people are deceived. By the power of Satan, God allows that as one last test on human beings. And then, verse 11, this final great white throne judgment begins when people who have never had a chance, who have never understood, will have their eyes, their minds, and their hearts opened, not a second chance, but for the first time. Notice verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne, a wonderful opportunity, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. Well, dead people don't stand up unless there's a resurrection. So these people are resurrected who've been dead hundreds or thousands of years, many of them. They were standing before God, and books were open. The Greek word is biblos, the same book the word, Greek word that's used for the Bible. The Bible is finally open to their understanding. They've never understood it before. Many of them never saw it. Many of them never read it before. Not their fault. God is fair. He's going to give them a real chance now. So don't get mad at God. He, they stand before God and the books were open. The Bible is open finally to their understanding. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the book of life is the book where God writes our names in it if we're really converted and serving him. That is open. It shows they will now, in a way they never had before, have an opportunity for salvation. The book of life is open to these people. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. So they're going to be judged by what they do according to the Bible during this time. It's a time of trial and test. That's what the word judgment means here by the context. The sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to their works. Once they understood, then death and hell, that is, those who now were black died again, they did not serve God, were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Some had already been cast there, of course, who did not 
obey God when they had a chance, but these people did not yet have a chance, and now some of them will be cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life, not the Bible, but the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. So God is giving people a genuine opportunity, my friend, and this book clearly shows that. Other scriptures show that. This booklet spells this out, giving other scriptures about this that I don't have time to give on this program. So God really is fair when you're willing to truly believe the Bible. His supreme plan is magnificent. God is just. God is right. God is fair. Turn now, if you would now, back to Romans again. Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. And I want to turn here to the end of this chapter. We read part of it earlier, but let's turn near the end where Paul is talking about how the Israelites were blinded. They were cut off from God. They did not understand. And so he talks about that here in Romans 11. And let's begin in verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Some people are called now. That's God's will. Others are called later. He has supreme wisdom. For as you were once disobedient to God, he tells these Gentiles, these Romans, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience, that is, the Jews had rejected God, most of them, even so these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience. God has done this. That's his word. That's his purpose, to allow this to happen to them that he might have mercy on all, that eventually they can really repent and understand what it's all about. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Yes, God has supreme wisdom. His purpose is magnificent. The world is blinded to that purpose. But you can understand a major part of that purpose if you will write. Again, be sure to call us or write us immediately, right now before you forget it and request your free copy of this vital booklet, this fascinating booklet. Is this the only day of salvation? You really need this booklet. It will truly open your eyes to a fascinating biblical truth which very few people on earth have ever understood. And tune in every week, my friends, to Tomorrow's World program. On this program, you will gain precious information available nowhere else. Richard Ames and I will give you understanding of current events and of the prophecies of tomorrow's world. We also invite you to join our fellow presenters, Wallace Smith and Rod King, who will give you special perspective and insight on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us next week, my friends, right here at this same time. See you here next week. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.